Hey, what's up, Kirk? Hey, Greg. How you doing, I'm man? Pretty good. How are you? All right. I'm doing great. You want to talk some fancy yes, football? Yes, fancy that. Oh, sweet, man. Hey, so we this is just a continuation of our divisional previews. Uh, today we're going to talk about the AFC Woo-hoo! South. Well, that's not how I feel about it. I actually think this is probably the most di- boring division in football, but whatever. <laughs> You're always happy to do this. I though. know. Yeah. Uh, so before we get there, though, of something uh, really important question that, that seems to keep coming up in a lot of the mock draft I'm doing. So I want to pose it to you and just kind of get your take okay. on it. Um, and this is dealing with rookie running backs. You know, last NFL season, there was a lot of really successful rookie running backs. Um, a lot of big names were taken in the first and second round this year. I kind of want to get your take, other than Saquon Barkley, who's the obvious choice of the first running back who's going to go, rookie running back. I want to get your take on who's the next running back you would take. And I want to pose four names to you. So in a fantasy draft, which one of these rookie running backs would you be most likely to draft? In other words, which of these situations do you like mm. the most? And uh, they are as fo- follows. Uh, Sony Michelle, who was drafted in the first round by the New England Patriots. Rashad Penny, who was drafted in the first round by the Seahawks. Darius Geis, who was drafted in the second round by the Redskins. And Ronald Jones II, who was drafted in the second round by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So out of those four, which one do you like? Well, I, what, the two names stick out as far as, uh, um, as far as their their best situation, it, uh, Penny and Geis uh, seem to be the clear cut favorites in their on their teams, um, and Michelle and Jones should be the starter. Um, with Michelle being in the New England system, you know it's hard to, to determine what he's going to be doing, so he's kind of out in my mind. Uh, Jones. I don't know enough about how they feel about Peyton Barber. So I feel like as he should be the starter, he doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be the starter from day one. It looks like Penny and Geis, assuming Geis is not going to be a knucklehead in, in the NFL. I feel like he would probably be the best pick for me. Geis, if I could, if they're all, if they're even as far as their attitude and their, um, uh, injuries and stuff. Um, if I ever had any any hesitation, it'd be Penny. Uh, but I think Geis has the most upside, and probably the one I'd want to draft first. Yeah, I I think I, I probably ex- agree with you almost exactly to a T on every single one of those players. So Michelle, or excuse me, Michelle. Michelle yeah, uh, fitness consigliere. Yeah. Cue the butt um, slap. Is the one guy. <laughs> Cue the that? butt slap. Yeah, Michelle. Um, He is the one that I I think I want to stay away from just because of that, you know, I mean, that whole situation there in in New England. They will will go with a different running back every week if it means that they think they have the best chance of winning. So I feel the least confident in him, at least for this rookie year. Yeah, what a a dumb way to to coach. I know, what an idiot. He doesn't even – Belichick doesn't even think about fantasy implications no. when he's drawing up a game yeah. plan. Uh, 
yeah, and then I, I think Ronald Jones is a is a tier below um, Rashad Penny and Darius Geis. Uh, Rashad Penny, I, I, I think there's there's less competition for him there. Darius Geis, I mean, he, he's got Chris Thompson, who's definitely taking a third down role there in mm-hmm. Washington. Um, you know, I don't – yeah, I guess you have C.J. Procise in Seattle, but how reliable is he? Um, so if if – if I'm looking at it, I'd probably go Darius Geis number one because, like you said, he has more upside than Penny. Yeah. But I would be fine, I think, taking either one of those two as my, you know, I guess if I went wide receiver heavy in a draft, I would be fine with them as a wide receiver number two – or, excuse me, a running back number two if it's a 12-team league or something like that. But, right. okay, well, cool. All right, hey, uh, before we go on to – uh, analyzing the AFC South, Kirk, I want to bring your attention to this is the summer's number one newest horror movie. Uh, critics are calling it the scariest movie they've seen since the Blair Witch Project. This horror movie documents four friends who go on a cabin vacation, and this vacation turns deadly when they find a sexually frustrated ghost. Written and directed by Bennett Silverman. Let's let's listen to some quotes okay. from this movie. I love surveys. This place is gonna be great for us. Mindy Dinkle of Sammamish's victim of freak OTP handjob accident. When her handjob hand slips, causing it to strike her own face and tumble out of a window to her death. In life, sometimes things are far worse than death. And jobs. Normally, when someone receives one, they just hate it. But in this place, they die. Opening Friday the 13th. Go to your favorite theater and see Handjob Cabin. Come into a theater near oh, you. It, it, okay. <laughs> It'll scare the pants off. Yeah. You. Yeah. Uh, uh, two thumbs up, I guess. I don't know. Uh, one, one thumb. One thumb. One th- yeah. Well, if you do a thumb up, you may poke yourself in the eye, right? Or poke your partner in the eye. Oh, we, we have a guest here on our show. Uh, Dominic the donkey is down here. So, what's your question, Dominic? How many Super Bowls have the um, Giants won? How many Super Bowls have the Giants won? Kirk, do you know that off the top? Um, I think they have won two. You are correct. You're the big winner for the show today. All right. So now that we get that guest back in his room, uh, we can get on with the show. I I was expecting a totally different question out of him based on the um, trailer for the movie. I thought maybe he would be asking. No, no. Yeah, no, that that's that's some stuff we're not going to we're not going to answer those questions for a long time, for a couple of years anyway. (laughs) He and and just so our our two listeners know, he was not down here when the uh, when the the ad was going on, so. 
All right. Uh, hey, coincidentally, so that was my that was my son Dominic. His favorite team right now, for some unknown reason, is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, and we're talking about the AFC South, and uh, so we'll go through their their rec- the team's records and who we think are the fringe or mid level round mm-hmm. players uh, for each team. Uh, and that's actually the team I want to talk about first is the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have them as winning the division at a record of ten and six. Uh, last year they went to the AFC Championship. They were up by 10 points in the second half until New England came back and won. Uh, they did not have a great offense last year, but they had a, uh, you know, an all-time great defense, especially passing defense. Uh, Fantasy-wise, th- that was the most uh, fantasy-relevant defense, not only from a scoring points per, uh, um, uh, perception, but also from – or perspective, excuse me, but also from – Quarterbacks, you did not want to play a quarterback who was playing against the Jacksonville defense because uh, they just shut even great quarterbacks down. So, uh, Jacksonville, what do you think about them this year? Well, my name's Kirk, and um, uh, I think uh, I have them at 11 and 5. Um, and whether they win the division is kind of up in the air because I also have another team at 11 and 5. So, I, uh, oh, yeah, wow. Um, I think it's a fairly top-heavy division um, with these two teams. Okay. But, um, yeah, defense defense is by far their strong suit because I was searching for players outside of their best player to figure out who's going to make a fantasy impact. So I, I don't know yeah. what's going to happen on offense, and I'm even missing a position that uh, you're going to have to help me out with because I don't know who some of these players are. That's how bad they are. So, hey, so, yeah, so, so for these episodes, we're not going to talk about the obvious player. So we're not going to talk about Leonard Fournette. He's, he's a lock and loaded, I think, top six running back, top seven running back. So if you can get him in the late first, early second round, I would go with him. Uh, uh, But let's talk about some of the other guys. So uh, Blake Bortles, uh, quarterback in points per game. How do you feel about Blake Bortles? Is he somebody that you would look at um, drafting as a quarterback number two? Oh on boy, your team? you you, you it, no, not unless you not unless he's what's left. Um, I mean, talk about sloppy seconds. Um, he he's kind of been spit out and just been very disappointing the last few years. And, and if <laughs> road hard yeah, and put up if, wet, if any, if last year's any indication, he does not need to perform um, to a higher standard. He just needs to not lose the game and they'll be just fine. So, well, uh, okay. So let me, let me read his last five weeks of the fantasy season to you where he, uh, where he registered uh, compared to other quarterbacks. So this was his his finish in relation to the other quarterbacks in the league the last five weeks of the season. Uh, seventh, third, tenth, sixth, and third. Those were his last five weeks of the fantasy season. Now, granted, that was five out of his six top ten finishes uh, during last season, but that was reminiscent of Blake Bortles from three yeah. years ago when he was a, a quarterback number one and threw for 35 touchdown passes. So I, you know, I don't, I don't think it's out of the question. He does have a running aspect to his game. Uh, 
I don't think it's out of the question that he's a, a streamer. Um, he, he'll probably go undrafted in most leagues, but um, just just something I think interesting. Well, to keep it, in mind. It, I, I kind of um, I was going to say it's going to prove my point, but it doesn't. Uh, he, what what proves the point is that <laughs> he those are those are his weeks late in the season when they needed him most. Um, but as a fantasy outlook, he was very disappointing for most of the year. So uh, you wouldn't draft him, like you said, and you, you pick him up based on injury, I would say. Uh, I, I don't and, – and how you're going to predict how he's going to do, I have no idea. So he's just not very consistent from a fantasy perspective. And, um, yeah, those are great weeks. But, you know, even after the first or after the second time he probably played well, people probably still weren't sold on him. So, you know, the yeah, likelihood right. of him so, being picked up was, you know, only out of necessity. So the, the thing about quarterbacks and, and when we talk about streaming quarterbacks is they seem to be more predictable than a position like tight ends to where if you see them playing a bad pass defense, maybe that's something right. you go after. But, okay. Hey, moving on. So the only other position I want to talk about with Jacksonville is – is wide receiver. And typically on these shows, we, we want to talk about who's going to be the number two or number three guy. Mm-hmm. But with Jacksonville, I have no idea who's going to be the number one guy. I have four, I have four uh, guys so that I have slotted as ones I want to talk yeah. about. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's talk about uh, Marquise yep. Lee uh, first. Uh, last year had 56 catches for about 700 yards. Uh, you know, he was a first round pick. People don't realize this. He was a first round pick in the year where they picked um, uh, Allen Robinson in the second round. So he was a higher draft pick. They decided to keep Marquise Lee where they get rid of Allen Robinson. He was, he was their best guy last year. He, he finished 43rd in points per game last year uh, in the league. Uh, what do you think about him? I, I think he may be the front runner to be the number one guy, I guess. I yeah. I, with, with the, with the guys I'm seeing on their team, it, it's, it's it's just I don't know I don't know how to say it. Um, you're gonna have to figure that out like in week you know week one one through four uh, who who emerges or who seems to be the favorite target to Bortles. Um, I don't think Lee uh, will be the clear cut favorite, so I would hold your horses on him. Um, uh, he he should be, and you know, if I had to spend a dollar on on uh, on deciding whether to take him, I, w- I I guess he'd be the best one. But I don't I don't know. It's just so hard to. I think I think there's another player that will will rise up and be better. Uh, I'm guessing you're going to say D.D. Westbrook. He's uh he's a, he's a captain Why? vegetable uh uh. uh <laughs> player and he's probably going to be the best wide receiver in Jacksonville. I don't know if I'll keep him. Uh, he did, didn't he pre- who knows? He did predict he was going to go for 200 yards in his first ever yeah, NFL. Game. Yeah, I, I don't I mean he was pretty close. I mean So what would you have to keep him for this year? I don't remember. Probably too much. Here, I, I, I'll tell you here in a second. Um So what why do you think he'll be better? Um I have no idea. Um, the The talk last year was they were very, very big on him. He had he had very good preseason numbers and the way he looked, and they were anxious to get him back in. 
Um, I mean, that's from my inside sources in Jacksonville. And I have a lot of connections down there, down in the, in the Jacksonville yeah. area. So I, I think they're high on him because of his, uh, his skill set. So um, I think, I think they may be forcing the ball to him early and often. Um, he does a lot of the intermediate uh, routes and he's more of a route runner uh, rather than just uh, having these, uh, this over the top athletic skill set. So, Look for him to be number one. Okay. Uh, well, obviously they had to feel comfortable about one of the uh, young guys to be able to let yeah. go of Robinson. So right now you have you, you picked him up off the waiver wire last year, so he was zero dollars. So you know you have Jamal Williams, Ricky Seals Jones, Curtis Samuel, one of those players you can apply the rookie right. discount to. So if it's Westbrook. He could potentially be zero dollars next year if if, yeah. if you want to keep. Him. I mean, he he's he's on the table for the for trades. I mean, I know, I know people have been bugging me about him. Um, so yeah, he is now available. Just now, yeah, okay. Just, uh, hey, breaking news: Dee Westbrook is available for <laughs> trade. So uh, the next player to talk about is uh, yep. Keelan Cole who led the team in yards last year. I mean, he still had like 750 yards, but uh, he was another one who looked good. He had big play potential and another uh, rookie. Um, what do you think about him? I think he's in the same category as Lee. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd wait and see to see if they're going to, if they're going to utilize him. Um, I think he's in the same mold as Lee to where, you know, he's more of a down the field guy and can do more than just uh, uh, catch intermediate passes. So I, I do like him too. On their team, they they have they have good they have a good set of uh, slightly above average wide receivers, and he's one of them. Okay, uh, and you said you had a fourth guy, Dante Moncrief. You ever hear of him? Yeah. Oh, totally forgot he was on that yeah, team. I know. Yeah, I have. I have. I have. So, what do you think, Dante Moncrief? He's. Do? What do I think he's going to do? I don't know. I, I don't know how he's going to fit in there. He didn't really do much in Indianapolis. So now he's on this team. Uh, you know he has he has athletic ability and um, uh, he's got speed and has all the all the tools. So it, it's kind of a crapshoot if he's going to fit in or if he's going to fall off the radar like he did in Indianapolis. Yeah, so that he's he's one where it's yeah it's kind of hard to know if he was a a, a system guy or what. But uh, uh, you know the other thing is. They they drafted in I believe the second round DJ Chark yep. too as well from LSU so that's a fifth guy if you want to throw him in there and what what a messy situation I think the moral of the story is though when it comes to draft time don't I I don't see any of these guys being drafted as anything more than your wide receiver number four or five yeah and what about what about the tight end. The tight end for their team. Uh, I don't know that's who a good, it is. That's a good point because I don't know who it is either. <laughs> uh, so they did get rid of Marseille Lewis. Um, so either way, I don't think it's uh, anyone who's draft worthy. There we go. So Expert analysis. There you go. Uh, <laughs> The guy I don't know, I wouldn't draft him. <laughs> so they have James 
they have James Osha yeah. Hennessy. They have Nile. Uh, oh, Austin Severian Jenkins did sign. Oh, that's a big year, one. So. Draft him early and often. Oh, we we were big on him last he, year, right? He was amazing last year. He's all he did is catch touchdowns. He was like Chris Carter. He was like Chris yeah, Carter. ASJ. So, all right, we're good. Can we yep. move on, please? All right. Uh, the next team I have is, uh, I guess I'm guessing this is the other team you have at eleven and five. That season, is correct, Texans. sir. All right, I have them at eight and eight. They went uh, four and twelve last year. Uh, they're banged up. So why why do you have them so high? Uh, assuming Watson is is you know for the most part close to what he was last year, um, I think that bodes very well for obviously DeAndre Hopkins and. Um, uh, Fuller, um, I feel that the running back situation will shake out this year to whether it's going to be Lamar Miller again or that Deontay Foreman. Deontay Foreman. Um, I, I do, I do like this team offensively. Even the tight end, I think, can can make an impact, and and they do have some athletic. Uh, and who's players. that? What's that? And who who are you talking Ryan about? Tight end. Oh, okay. Hillstein, okay. Hillstein um, in this in this system. Um, it's a it's a uh, it's a Texas style shoot 'em up type of offense. Are you just saying that because they're from Houston and Colton, yeah. Texas? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's that. It fits well. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I have them at eight and eight. I don't think they're going to be much better. Um, I, I don't think their offense is, is going to be explosive. Obviously, I think DeAndre Hopkins and Watson could be explosive, but that's about it. Uh, talk about Will Fuller. What do you What do you think about him this year? He's he's not a he's not a high high volume guy, but he's uh, he's definitely makes the most out of what he gets. Um, last year with with Watson, he totally benefited with almost every throw his way. Um, I don't think that pace will be sustainable but um i mean he could be a 60 60 catch guy and have uh, 900 yards and you know have some have some really good games uh where i would draft him i mean obviously it'd be you know he's late very late but um he could if he's still there uh late in a snake draft um i would have no problem picking him up with with a healthy watson just taking a chance, right? So I think a lot of people probably when they think about him last year, all they remember is right when he came back from injury and what he did, which was in his first four games, he had seven, yeah, seven touchdowns. Yeah, uh, that's a big, that's a hard pace to maintain, but uh, he has the ability to do it. So it, you know, so his last last six games of the season, though, this is the ranks uh, that he finished sixty. 83, 66, 43, 92. Yeah, so what 82. is it about Watson that, so, that that worked and why did it go away when he went away? Well, I think with Watson, maybe just that uh, escapability mm-hmm. and Fuller being a speed guy, is got, you know, if you can extend plays, he's going to get open maybe. I mean, maybe that's what it was. But again, when, we, when we assume You're health, not count. Uh, if Watson is uh, back to his form, then – 
Fuller could be a very good option. We That's shall see. The only thing we can do is see. Uh, I'm with you, though. I, I would take him late. I wouldn't count on him as anything more than a wide receiver four or five. All right. The other guy is Lamar Miller. Uh, he was 21st points per game last year, 18th the year before. Uh, he's going to get high, you know, last year, 274 touches the year before 299. Um, he's kind of your, your new Frank Gore. He only had three games as a running back. Number one. Uh, I kind of feel like, like you said, Deontay Foreman is going to cut into his touches mm-hmm. again this year. So, is he anybody you're interested in? Um, and the only other guy that I, I kind of starred just because, you know, if the – because, again, my perspective is the offense is going to be uh, somewhat explosive, so there may be an extra ball to go around, um, is I'd be looking at uh, Braxton Miller, um, not as a draft person, but someone that I would keep my eye on, um, look good in spots. He's starting to fill into his uh, wide receiver role. And depending upon how the team goes, he could be a beneficial uh, person if, you know, Fuller goes down because he has injury uh, issues. You know, Braxton Miller could be the guy that steps up for them. But uh, certainly not putting any weight on that at all. All right. Uh, all right, moving on. Mm-hmm. Tennessee Titans. Last year they were 9-7, snuck into the playoffs. They had a, a great playoff win. Uh, remember with Mariota catching that touchdown pass mm-hmm. for himself uh, against KC and a big comeback win. I think that is the the most you can expect out of them is nine and seven with a playoff win. That is their peak. Uh, I have them going seven and nine this year. Uh, so, uh, eight and eight. That. I have eight and eight. Okay. Uh, really, the big player I want to talk about with them is Corey Davis. Uh, he was a top ten pick for them last year. Uh, you know, big receiver had some injury problems last year. Only averaged like six fantasy points per game. I mean, even Eric Decker averaged more points per game than Corey Davis last year. So, uh, but I think he showed some potential. Uh, really big upside. Yeah, I think he's got the potential to be a wide receiver mm-hmm. number two. What do you? Uh, do you put I guess I'm higher on Rashard Matthews. Is still their best wide receiver, right? It, yeah, uh, well, I mean, he was last year, uh, and he's still there. He's coming back. So they really have Rashard Matthews, Corey Davis, and Tywan Taylor as I seem their to, top three I receivers. I seem to, to favor Rashard Matthews just because of his actual production. But um, yeah, Corey Davis, I guess, I guess should be the should be the guy uh, because of his skill set and athletic build. So um, I guess I still would lean towards Rashard Matthews. I wouldn't draft either one of them. Um, I know some people okay. want to want to go after Tajay Sharp because of a magazine that told him to do so. Uh, I'd stay away from him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is he is one yeah. of the magazine guys. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. All right, uh, Marcus Mariota last year was twenty third points per game. The year before, he was number twelve, so he wasn't quarterback one. Uh, in fifteen games, he only had thirteen passing touchdowns last year. Um, you know, people view him as a rushing quarterback he gets rushing touchdowns he he's his his totals have been five six seven rushing touchdowns each year but he does not really get a lot of rushing yards maybe two to three hundred uh last year though the thing that really scares me about him is he only had three top 10 finishes as a quarterback last year where if you look at 
Tyrod Taylor and Deshaun Kaiser had seven top 10 finishes last year. So I, I'm staying away from Mariota. I know he's he's kind of a shiny object to some people, but I, I don't I have want him. never thought to draft him since coming into the league other than this first year yeah. because I didn't know anything about him. That was it. After that, it was I never had any desire to have him on any of my teams. So that's that. All right, there you go. All right, hey, uh, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, last year, four and twelve, obviously without Andrew Luck the entire season. Um, he's still not throwing a, an actual size football, so we'll be, uh, be curious to see how that goes. You know, they traded for uh, Jacoby Brissett, who uh, I I thought filled in great for them last year. Winning four games, I thought was actually a pretty good accomplishment. Yeah for the roster that he had to deal with. Uh, they improved their O-line. Still no great skill players other than maybe T.Y. Hilton. Uh, this team is is not a lot of fun to look at. But I, th- I think with Andrew Luck, if we're assuming health, I give them three extra wins this year. So I have them uh, I had them at 7-10 and 10 and then had to make a correction one way or the other. So I went with 6-10. and 10. Um, oh. <laughs> So... So yeah, I I I, uh, I struggled, I struggled to to get excited about this team. Uh, when when you highlight um, as many tight ends as wide receivers as who you'd want on their team, uh, that's bad. All right. So, what wide receivers or tight ends well, would you want? Well, Ryan on their Grant. Team? I don't think I'd want him, but I would look at him because he's supposed to be a good player. Um, I would. Is he going to be their number two or number three? They they do have Chester Rogers, who was a rookie last year at five over five. Yeah, that's yards. they they um, certainly this Ryan Grant off season uh, certainly seemed like he was going to take the step to be a two or you know maybe someone's one depending upon where he went. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess that's the only. I, I don't know enough about Chester Rogers that something doesn't click with that name i don't think he's going to be any good sorry yeah so actually last year was his second year not his rookie year but he was an undrafted guy out of grambling cool. city um six one guy he's he's kind of similar to to ryan grant that he's not a bernie he's just kind he's of just uh, there inter, intermediate to possession yeah. kind of guy whatever I, I i would look at eric ebron as someone that you know i might draft but you know either him or jack doyle they're kind of just – they're killing each other there. So, um, yeah, that's why I was originally very high on Jack Doyle uh, <clears throat> before the Ebron signing. But now, yeah, I don't I don't think I want yeah. either one. Uh, the only other player to talk about, uh, in my opinion, is Marlon Mack. What do you think about him this year? I think he's going to get he's going to get the opportunity to show whether he's good or not. And, and, and if that – if that makes any um, has any weight with anybody, then uh, that may be somebody late in a, in a in a draft to to look at and say, hey, it's a starting running back. Looks like he's going to get a lot of carries or at least a lot of looks uh, early. So you may be able to, you know, in an auction draft, get him for free or, or a dollar, um, and then just wait until one of the last picks probably to get him as a running back. I don't put any more emphasis on him at all. 
Yeah, I think uh, he, he did flash in some spots. I say he's got big play potential. Uh, I, I'd be curious, though. I, I still think they may sign somebody, maybe DeMarco Murray or yeah. somebody like that to come in. Uh, but if not, I think he's he's definitely somebody who uh, I would take a chance on just as, just, just yeah. as a flyer. Yeah, the first um, four weeks, he could be great. Because there's nobody challenging yeah. him. Nobody challenging him at all, so... Uh, we'll okay. see. Well, all right, dude. Well, hey, hey, I tried else? to make that as as uh, as uh, exciting as as possible. So, I know you did just as much prep for that as you did for the yep. Browns episode. Yep, I did. All right, good. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, hey, uh, that's all I got. So that's it for the uh, fancy boys. We're signing off. Fading.